It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day, good morning, two at three. We're for Rocco Sacramento, Hollywood and Thirteen. And it's all on Rock Radio. It's a beautiful day. Have a beautiful day. GM, GM, Rock Radio. Yo, 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 yo. What up? What up? Good morning. Good morning, GM. GM. Wednesday. December 21st, 2022. Look at that. Another beautiful day to have a beautiful day. I got my co-hosts in the house, OSF and Mando. So just so y'all know, and we're going to probably do the names for every show here for, we are live on both audio and video. So for those who want to listen live on live social audio on Twitter spaces, Always welcome to, as usual, uh, recorded, uploaded across all platforms. Wait, I can't talk about other platforms anymore. But anyways, it's up there. Uh, I removed my link tree from my bio, so you can find it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, temporary, right? Uh, until uh, Papa Musk maybe fixes that. Uh, but we'll be waiting on that for now. And then if you like the video, well, it's on my feed, on Mando's OSS. I'm sure we're all retweeting that stuff. So we do have 100 people watching live. Uh, the beauty of the video live is that we're going to be like, when we go through market analysis with OSF and Mando, I like to share things. Even when we talk about NFTs and whatnot, we love to share things. IRL, we saw DGENs like uh, the, 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 the terminal and everything. I need to call it something. You guys call it like the war room. Yeah, war room. Anyways, so what, I share all that stuff. I share tweets, whatnot. So it's, it's always a different experience in video. It's fun. It allows us to, to give our, our audience the best of both worlds. But anyways, anyways, OSF, Mando, GM, how y'all doing? GM, man, how are you? Is my audio okay now? It's perfect. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I've got some abuse for not smiling enough in the in the video stream, so I've got to up my smiling game. Who said that? Was it over again? By the way, can you hear myself? Yeah, yeah. I think your phone's close to your to your to your mic. There you go. Yeah, just toss that. Boom. So, who said that to you? Who said you're not smiling enough? Oh, it's that for sure. <gasps> Ovi. Yes, I, I, I mean, I've said that in the past. I didn't say it specifically about yesterday. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny! It's so funny because I could see Mando in the video. He just tossed his. He literally just threw his phone uh, across the room. It's so funny, uh, Mando. I, I, we, hope it, I hope it made it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's in, don't think it's in a good shape now. It definitely so landed on the I floor, did that right? once where I threw my phone on the bed, thinking that it would just land on the bed, and it ended up bouncing off to the wall and cracking. Uh, way back, <laughs> but I've done that before. That's the exact situation that just happened. It yeah. bounced off the sofa onto the floor, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, it, it, this is this is a classic. Ovi, how are you doing this morning? Yeah, doing well, thanks. Just just busy. It's a busy time of the year, anyway, and just busy with like a few different things. We have an alien equipment coming up. Um, be able to spread radio stuff, rec radio tomorrow. Like a, a few different things. I'm trying to get it all done. So, um. So I can actually enjoy Christmas. I, I can relate. I mean, do you guys, I, I will have a question for you both as founders in the space. Do you feel exhausted like I do right now? Like, it's like the whole year cramming up to me, cramping up to me. Why is something you want to say? But holy shit, like, I'm really feeling it. Like, <laughs> I feel like a year of like craziness punching me in the face right now. I don't know about you guys. It's, it's been a crazy year. 
I'm I'm exhausted. Yeah. Like I think <laughs> the thing about the space is you can't you don't really take holiday or you can't really take holiday. So because you're if you, especially if you're managing communities and stuff, you're just there the whole time doing stuff, right? So um it's not like, oh yeah, I just have two weeks off, I can just go and chill or whatever. I think that's that's the difficult part of it. You don't really get you have weekends to break it up a little bit, but then you're basically working on weekends as well. So yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely exhausted and I'm, I'm definitely ready to just like uh, have a few drinks and enjoy Christmas and stuff. Yeah. I mean, Mando, how do you feel? I mean, you've been going. You've been going. And you had a baby like a month and a half ago. Yeah. The, I tried to get Ovi to do an audio test for Rec Radio this morning and he, he kind of half lost it to me in the chat. Uh, I think I think they were at breaking point. We're close to breaking point for, for everything that we're trying to do at the same time. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely true. Like, it's uh, this is the least, this has been the busiest period up to Christmas that I've had for sure. So funny. Mika just tweeted, watching the stream and hearing OSF is funny. It's like the voice of God. <laughs> it's funny because if you're watching video, you don't like there's there's Golden, there's there's the Rug Radio Council, JC behind it. We have our beloved Mike Kriak on stage. Yeah, Mike, I know we'll get to you after, but good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fantastic. It's so awesome to be up on stage. We got a lot of great Ooh, stuff to my chat God. There, so, hell, uh, Yeah, hell yeah. It's funny, I have the sun like like literally like hitting my face right now and it literally looks like something like God is talking out like there. <laughs> you know, it's it's something along the lines of GM. Uh, anyways, today on the show, it's a big one. It's a big, big, big show today. Arguably one of our biggest ones uh, of the year, if you ask me. Macro, NFT macro daily summary as usual. BAYC announcement. Trial Jimmy the monkey. That's what it's called. A uh, lot of stuff going on. I mean, doggos just went crazy yesterday. So we're going to talk about that real quick. Man United. Um, that's a, um, that must have been overadding this to the thing. Because had I caught that, I don't think I would have written about that. Uh, I'm just kidding. Man United. Uh, <laughs> uh, dropping NFTs on Tezos. Um, and then uh, Scar- I think you're sponsored by Anyways, I think it's under Jersey. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and so they are, yeah, yeah, they are right. And Scotty Pippen, Scotty Pippen, NFT collection sells out yesterday. Uh, you know, Scotty, I know you used to listen to Rock Radio before your drop. If you want to come up at any point in time, I mean, you should. Now that drop is passed, it's actually a good look to come after the fact. So if Scotty Pippen's listening, uh, legend, definitely come up on stage at some point. And special guest today, very, very special guest, may I say, Ethereum Joseph. So Joe Lubin will be joining us, co-founder of Ethereum, founder of Consensus, chairman of Consensus Mesh. Uh, and in case you've, you've missed it, uh, about an hour ago, the news went out that that mysterious wallet that acquired 207 Rugby Genesis NFTs last month uh, was a Consensus Mesh uh, that is led by uh, by Joe Lubin and Mike Kriak, who is on here. So we're going to get into details of that, but we're not just going to chat about that. We have Joe for a whole hour, so we're really going to go like deep into like what it was like to co-found Ethereum, Consensus, all the software they're building, the mesh, all the companies brands are investing in. We're going to talk DAOs. We're going to talk NFTs. We're going to talk um, his favorite merch. I heard he's a big merch guy. And uh, <laughs> and we may or may not have a have a little gift for him, Mike, uh, after as well. So I think he's going to like that one as well. But anyways, 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 without further ado, let's get right into it. Daily Market Report. Brought to you by Rug Radio. Oh, what's the word? 
Hey, good morning, guys. So not really a lot to talk about or write home about. I think it's going to continue to be a quiet period into Christmas, but stocks are rebounding today. The S&P 500 is up 1.5%. NASDAQ is up 1.5%. Interest rates had a big sell-off yesterday. They kind of have settled around this area, 3.65% on the 10-year. Oil's moved a bit higher, something to keep in mind, but it's not really a huge move. Um, and I guess we're in equity, we're right where we were maybe about three days ago or four days ago. Um, crypto seems to have been holding in okay. I think um, we were close to breaking 17K on Bitcoin yesterday. I think we maybe touched it briefly, but we're at 16.9 right now. ETH's just above 1,200. Um, not really a big move either way on either of those things. Uh, I think anyone holding ApeCoin might be a little bit disappointed about the Yugo announcement yesterday. We'll go into that in more detail, I'm sure, but... It sounds like you can use ApeCoin to, to help with enhance the minting experience, was their words, but it's not something that's going to require ApeCoin. So anyone who was holding Ape for that, that thesis, uh, maybe a bit disappointed, but Ape is, uh, is pretty much unchanged. It's around, around 350, 355. And that's it. Just, uh, I think it's, I think I'm not going to have much more to say each day until maybe post Christmas or even the new year, but it's been, it's become very quiet. And I think it will still be very quiet now. Yep, Santa Claus is not coming to town uh, this year. Uh, so if you were expecting that rally, um, I mean, it's not coming. Uh, I've given up on that rally, uh, Ovi. I was promised a Christmas rally. I was promised a Santa rally by all of y'all. Uh, and, oh, it's so cute, man. We can kind of see a little baby in the background. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that shoulder. Uh, yeah, you love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. Uh, but, uh, Mando, I don't know if you wanted to add anything. Of course, I'm screen sharing here. Price of ETH, like you said, 1215, uh, Bitcoin 16.8. I mean, those charts are all the same. <laughs> I'm just like scrolling it. They're all the same. <laughs> Matic 79 cents. And, uh, and you have Solana $12 still. So, Mando, I don't know if you wanted to add something there, but yeah, there's not much really going on. Yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, can you, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, it's, it's been, um, just a very, very quiet period. It looks, it looks like today, Markets bounce back slightly in Europe, um, and uh, slightly in the, in the US, but we, um, we've kind of underperformed today. We outperformed yesterday and there's not, there's not a lot going on. Um, there were some pretty like stark warnings, I think, from the Indian Central Bank who like specifically went out of their way to mention they think the next major catastrophe in financial markets is going to be based around cryptocurrencies. Um, if, to give more detail there, I think crypto is actually banned in India already, but uh, it was kind of kind of a strange statement to be to be made by the Indian central bank head. It's going to go out of its way and, and basically say that the next big financial blow up globally was going to be on the back of cryptocurrencies. I would kind of say the opposite, but um, yeah, that was the, That's the only interesting. They're saying the next yeah, it, financial blow up will be because of crypto. Yeah, so India's India has a lot of people who use crypto, but officially it is banned. Yeah. Um, and you can understand why crypto is popular in, in many places, which also are kind of underbanked at the same time. Is that like provides easy transfer of payments, particularly cross border, um, very very low cost transfers of payments, um, ma- massive like mobile economy, which is which is big for things like gaming already. So a lot of them got, kind of got into gaming NFTs, um, and just generally has, has always been quite. I know. As far as I can tell, crypto is definitely used. I think Matic itself, obviously, has an Indian development team, and weirdly, I think, is still based in India, despite, um, at least the, 
foundation might not be, but definitely they have some operations still based in India. Um, but it is crypto is, 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 you can't own crypto as a, um, as an individual out there. But, um, yeah, kind of came out of their way and said the next financial crisis will be caused by private cryptocurrencies. If these assets are allowed to grow, um, that's from the governor of the, of the Indian central bank. It's quite a big central bank. It's, it's like yeah. top, you know, top 10. I mean, this is crazy. So it's an yeah. inter- interesting statement given, given I would not say, I mean, there, obviously there's been, you know, there are issues with, with a bunch of different cryptocurrencies. And I, I wouldn't say 2022 has covered itself in glory for crypto. A lot of scams. Um, and we've spoken about this before, how when you're trying to spin up or like there is this idea of creating new currencies, they, um, they look great on the way up and then they look like scams on the way down. Because, because for, to create a new currency, which everyone believes has value, everyone has to start believing it has value. And if that fades away at any point, it all collapses very quickly. For example, if everyone tomorrow decided that we don't believe Bitcoin is going to be valuable, like it, it can suddenly look like a scam. You see what I mean? If that erodes somewhat. Um, so I can understand like why, why a lot of, um, people in, 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 um, in like traditional markets and traditional finance look at this sort of space and see, see those sort of epic proportion style blow ups and crisis of confidence over like the actual value, values of things. And just and probably just think this could be where a big bubble, bubble is to happen. But I think the, the underlying technology and, and the winners from, from, from the last couple of crypto cycles, the name Ethereum, Bitcoin, a few of the others. I think it's impossible to say that they're not going to be massive, massive benefits. I think uh, in terms of creating like a, a ledger, which you can create NFTs, financial systems on the back of it's, it's, um, it seems strange. Yeah, it says, I, I have the article open here, of course, I'm sharing the screen uh, from TechCrunch. India's central bank chief warns crypto will cause next financial crisis permitted to grow. Wow. If permitted to grow. That's crazy. The Indian central bank governor said on Wednesday that it's not a war with crypto, but warned the pri- that private c- cryptocurrencies will cause a nice financial crisis unless its usage is prohibited. Um, RBI governor uh, Shakti Kanta Das, wow, that was pretty good, uh, <laughs> told a room packed uh, with banking executives and lawmakers that crypto has a huge inherent risk to the macroeconomic instability of the nation. Uh, I mean, this is something we can literally go in with, with, with Joe and, and ask his opinion of something like that when, when we hear things like that. I think it would be quite interesting. But And, and what do you respond to in this uh, in this case? But anyways, so that is uh, that is the case here. Uh, but um, but we'll see what, what, uh, what evolves there. But anyways, uh, let's talk about NFTs because on the NFT front, there's quite some stuff going around. Can you dig it? Oh God! Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Um, it keeps on keeps on cutting out for me. But uh, yeah, look, it's been a bit bit of a big week, uh, big day at least for for NFTs again. Um, the main thing has been Yuga Labs. They um. There's going to be a new mint, it looks like, which is going to require, um, this is on the back of the, the, the trial of Jimmy the Monkey. There's not a huge amount of details, just knowing that if you own a board ape, uh, plus a, um, a dog, a board ape kennel club, like, you will have the highest tier of mint for that, for that, um, mint experience. Uh, and on the back of that, like, the board ape kennel club has gone up to, what, I think just above eight ETH, and that was that was at like was six. That was just yeah, that was just above six. I think before all this happened. So 
focused back on you guys. We knew this was coming. Every, like, remember... They said it. For months. They said it for Christmas. They even said it on this on show, Thanksgiving, right? They, on they Thanksgiving, they said that. Yeah. They said that on Christmas, when you drop something. Exactly. So, this was known. I think, like Ovi said, maybe a slight disappointment. I think people were hoping that this would be a big sink for Ape, the coin. I mean, it could um, be. And it, it could be, but it doesn't necessarily feel like that's going to be the Delta. You know, it's not like you can only mint in... Remember, for other side, you could only mint it in eight. Yeah. That's not what this is. This is an option which could improve the minting experience. I don't know if that's in terms of outcomes or in terms of cost, but um, it does feel like it's not going to be um, mm-hmm. a, like a massive, massive sink for eight. But then again, it's separate. Like, pe- people... Um, once you start feeling, like, back the layers of this, you realize that Yuga Labs actually operates very separately to the to the Ape Foundation. I mean, they're um, not the same entity. Like, I think that's a lot of yeah. people don't understand, like the way things work when it comes to tokenomics. Yuga Labs, Board APR Club adopted ApeCoin as as a token, but they're not ApeCoin. So I think it's I actually think it's good, even given everything going on with the SEC and whatnot, that they're not using ApeCoin for a mint again. And I don't think I don't think that's just like rhetoric either. Like I've. When you speak to people who work at both Yuga Lab and at Ape uh, Foundation, they're, they're definitely working separately. Like, they barely even, um, you know, it, it, like, you can tell that it's like, right, if it's about Ape, you speak to them. Um, they don't really talk, I don't think, um, a huge amount in terms of um, communications around, like, day-to-day stuff. So uh, it does feel, like, very separate. So I think this is um, this is unsurprising to me that, like, Ape isn't, isn't necessarily the centerpiece of what Yuga Labs is going to do here. Um, but yeah, still a lot of mystery, right? There's four tiers. Um, it looks like there's going to be tiers for uh, if you own Board Apes, Board Apes and, um, and the Kennel Club. Um, and um, I don't think there's one for the full set. Which no, no, there isn't. Kind of yeah, Garga, Garga reiterated on that, so he removed the first line. Because I thought too, maybe there's a surprise tier at first when I saw this, what I'm sharing right now. But no, it's actually you're right. It's it's there's there's four tiers. I'm I'm surprised there's not a tier for a full set either. I thought there would be, like if you have all three of them. Yeah, it does seem strange. Like, um, I I think some people were annoyed about that because there's obviously some yeah, very loyal people that were that were with the board apes right at the start, like right, right, right at the start. We got all the, the haven't sold a single asset. Um, and to be honest, I kind of feel like they should have been rewarded. Like, if I was sitting there going, like, well, I owned my Bordet Kennel Club, my matching, um, my max, matching Board Ape and my matching Mutant this whole time, then maybe you should have been rewarded. Um, but it seems a lot of people are asking it for it. Like, you have here D Farmer saying he would have loved that. Uh, Tropo being Tropo, that's funny. Saying, is there any benefit to having a full set tattoo on my ass cheeks? Uh, no, Tropo, there is not. I'm sorry you just found out. Uh, and then, <laughs> but it's, it's, there's a lot of chatter about that. We'll see. I mean, I think it's very exciting though. I mean, we talked all about the storytelling aspect of Yuga Labs now and Board of Yacht Club now that they acquired Winnie and 10 KTF. Obviously, there's probably a lot to play into that. I think it's very exciting for, for holders. And obviously, the market reflected that sentiment, um, pretty well, mostly towards Duggos and not, and not the other assets. Uh, but I think it's cool. I mean, when you think about it, that was the first airdrop they ever did. 
like I remember the dog reveal. I'll never forget. I was crazy. Just decided to drop it just cause, and they managed to keep adding utility to it in a way or another, and having really a, like the companion companion. What's cool to see what the the way you guys running their their ship is that the 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 dog, which was a companion, isn't just another companion meant to like pump your bags or make a quick buck. It's actually a companion that's meant to help enhance what you're doing in the ecosystem. I don't know. Something smart about it. I, I like the, I like the way you think. Um, yeah, look, I think I, I do like it. it. It does feel far more like a companion than even the mutants do, right? Like it, like you said, it's more like it enhances um, what you're going to get from the other assets in the ecosystem. And that's an interesting that's an interesting play, I think, like going forward, at least in terms of how they build out the IP. But I like it. It's like a, it's like a new rollout of a game. You know, like it's like a game update for you know, like World of Warcraft or something like that, where you get to see like what how they're going to build out the IP going forward. And um, yeah, let's see what happens. They they promised they kind of like slightly promised that it's going to be pretty cool, right? Like they they basically they said you're never going to be able to guess yeah. what it what what this is going to be and I don't know. I think maybe it's maybe it's gonna be something interesting. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, other than that, it's been it's been very quiet. Like mutant hounds, you saw. I think you saw a very large mutant hound sale, right? Um, the floor went down post reveal, but I think you saw a um a trade above twenty ETH, right? Or was it above thirty eight ETH? Thirty eight ETH. Wow. Um, yeah. So, and I think the the first round of the of the nominations uh, for voting ends today. I think you get five candidates that make it through, uh, and it looks like it's going to be um, Vera, Decentraland, Lior, um, and then like it could be one of a few others kind of going into the going into the ending. But um, make sure you vote if you haven't voted yet. And then I think there's going to be a second stage of those that voting going going over the next few weeks. Yeah, there's uh, it's 22nd to 28th. I was waiting to see who the top five is so I could make a tweet uh, inviting uh, the top five, um, uh, you know, uh, the top five people so we can have maybe a show. I don't know, like a we get a segment going on with the top five and hear them. We should. Hell yeah, should debate. Yeah, it's like dude. a tr- like a Trump style debate. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, look. I'm gonna put the tweet out inviting all the top five once it's settled and done uh, to come on Rug Radio GM Web three next week. Uh, we're gonna dedicate a day to them. We'll, we'll talk in the back and see which days we have available next week, and then and then we'll we'll, we'll make it happen. Uh, we'll make it happen and see uh, and see what's good. I think it could be pretty fun. It's from tomorrow on. I think twenty second to twenty. I'm not sure. Let's see if we even have time. But anyways, we'll we'll make it happen. Uh, in other news, I mean, yeah, Wolf Game continued to do pretty good. Um, the Trump cards obviously continue to go down. Uh, other deed, uh, some good volume there. Uh, the memes by six five two nine just continue to crush it. Valhalla is continuing uh, at the top uh, in terms of volumes, and so so just just a lot of movement uh, across uh, across the board uh, in the, in terms of NFTs. Of course, I see cock punches up. We have Tim Ferriss on tomorrow on the show too. So two back to back. Tim Ferriss on tomorrow. Bangers. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, super. And then. Um... And then we have the tabs mint, right? If you own a DJ's access So when is the mint? Or, so the mint will be tomorrow. Ooh. Actually, Ovi, do you want to give the details? The mint will be tomorrow, yes. Yeah. So we have, if you own a DJ's access pass, one NFT is one mint. And we're going to take the snapshot today at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So basically when Rug Radio ends. And then we have a bunch of allow list raffles as well. So you can go to the website. The website is partner.fair.xyz or slash tabs 
and That's cool. has, all the, has all the information there. But um, the snapshot and the allow list raffles will close today, and then the mint's going to be tomorrow. Let's go. I can't wait to mint my tabs. Hell yeah. Love Alien Queen, so that'll be fun. And, and, and something else I saw on the uh, NFT side here, Ovi, I'm seeing that your uh, bees. Uh, Carnaby Street piece, one of one, just closed for seventy five thousand six hundred U.S. dollars. So, congratulations on this sale. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Thanks. Oops, wrong emoji. Wrong emoji. Wrong emoji. <laughs> I mean, I thought you were crying. I mean, it's not the wrong emoji if you're crying. Yeah, how does true. It, feel, it could man? be emotional. Uh, how, yeah. How does pretty, it feel? It's it's pretty surreal. Like I don't. This time last year, I didn't think I'd be selling art on Sotheby's. So. It's, uh, I still have to pinch myself. Um, really, it's pretty, it's still pretty, pretty unreal, but I'm, uh, I'm very Dude, grateful for it. That's 63 ETH, um, by the way, for, if, in case you're trying to calculate the ETH for, for anyone, <laughs> but that's, dude, that's wild. I mean, wow. Sold the bees, you know, you, you did it, you know, so what's next? I mean, you, you're going to try, you're going to hop over different, uh, auction houses or what? I don't know. I think, um, as far as the one-on-one stuff goes, I think I'd like to try and make some physical things next year. Maybe I don't. It's, it's quite time-consuming, and I just, I just like I'm so short on time these days. But it's definitely something I would like to try and do at least one one physical piece next year, and you know, keep going with the one-on-ones. Maybe have fewer one-on-ones next year than I had this year, and yeah, just lot a lot more ideas uh, and stuff that I think will be coming and, and hopefully will benefit. Rec guy holders or whole, you know, edition holders. I think we had a good Rec Cities drop this year. I think Rec Cities too to create something kind of maybe like deflationary or, or beneficial for, for those Rec Cities guys. I think it'd be interesting as well. So lots of different ideas, just a case of, uh, planning them out and executing them at the right time. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice way to end the year and it's been a pretty insane year for me. So I'm definitely grateful for that and hopefully we can keep it going next year. Hell yeah. This is awesome. By the way, I see I see Joe Lubin in the audience. If you want to request to speak, bottom left, hit that mic button. Uh, if you're on mobile, of course, because it won't work on 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 desktop. We've had this before. Uh, but if you're on um, if you're on uh, on mobile, definitely bottom right, bottom left. Sorry, hit that mic button. Request to speak. In the meantime, just real quick. I mean, uh, the other day, uh, I was wondering why. Uh, where where's the tweet? I'm trying to find. It, it was Scotty Pippen here was saying. I've learned a lot about Web3 through Twitter spaces. Shout out to Rug Radio and Shillin' Villain for hosting a good, a couple good ones. What other spaces should I listen to? And I was like, hell yeah, we got the, we got a free shower here from the man himself, legend, a legend, 90s bulls. I mean, come on, man. Uh, Scotty Pippen, uh, and, uh, and then obviously the drop came afterwards. But what was smart, what I thought was super, super smart, y'all, uh, when it comes to, um, this drop, just so you guys know, um, it was a thousand units. And Max Sella was like 240k or something like that. So it's, uh, it's, uh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a pretty, um, I thought it was pretty smart. I don't know what you guys think, but we'll see what happens. Hey, Ovi, one lucky holder can go golfing with Scotty P. That's cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I like that he did a thousand units, not gonna lie. Uh, it makes it less of a, you know what I mean? Like, we'll see. I think it's like shoe related. Like, do you get physical sneakers or whatnot? I, I, I'm not too sure exactly the, the metrics behind it, but yeah, 1,000 unique metaware sneakers, digital wearables for the future. Um, so I don't have any, we're not affiliated by any means, uh, but uh, right now they're sitting at 0.33s um, on OpenSea with 60% unique owners, so that's pretty good. 
And then, uh, and then I think that's about it. I mean, we can talk about Man United NFTs if you guys want uh, tomorrow and and, uh, and cover that stuff. But definitely want to go to our special guest of the day today, Joe Lubin. Joe, hey, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. I, I'm good. We're, we're vibing. How are you doing this morning? Uh, doing great. Um, we are uh, winding up uh, a most intense year and, uh, and uh, looking forward to... Uh, the extended break and so another day or two to relax Hell yeah. Yeah, it's it's been quite there. By the way, Joe, I'm not sure if it's a background noise or, or the mic, but I don't think I can I can hear you properly. Okay. Right. Can, do you guys I just speak louder maybe? Yeah, I, th- I think I'm, maybe. I'm in um, a public space and I can't change that right now. I'll, I'll just, I think I'll just it's, try to speak loud. Is this okay? Yeah, unless you have headphones. I mean, that'll help too. Uh, or AirPods. AirPods. Right oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's perfect then. Uh, that is that is perfect then. Yeah, it, I mean, we were just talking about how, uh, when we opened the show, um, how crazy uh, this year has been. It has been quite exhausting. How's, how's 2022 been for you, Joe? Must have been insane. Um, so it's been actually outstanding we uh, uh we look back at uh, at so many of the things that uh, uh that we did over the year um and was uh, the epic highlight and, and hopefully the thing that we'll remember uh, about uh, 22 um there's been a bit of an an overshadowing um uh, due to recent unfortunate events um and uh, i'm uh I see those things uh, in actually a pretty positive light. Uh, we uh, we had a lot of rot develop in our ecosystem. Our ecosystem is is such a valuable new paradigm, um, and uh, there's so much excitement um, with the technology, and a lot of capital is drawn into the ecosystem. And uh, whenever that happens, uh, you're going to get uh, uh, people who um, either make mistakes or or take advantage of the uh, naive people. And so uh, we uh, saw uh, some pretty bad money crypto projects um, get taken down uh, through their own mistakes or, or for other reasons. And uh, and all the way through the tech crypto projects, the projects that uh, focus on decentralization and empowerment uh, for um, people, consumers, small organizations. Um, they've all remained strong. And so uh, we will use uh, this uh, set of events to draw that distinction for which regulators, for consumers, etc. Um, the ecosystem will come out of 22 um, much stronger, or at least uh, maybe out of Q1, 23, much stronger. I love to I love to hear that uh, you seem to have a positive outlook on on the year to come and uh, and yeah it has been a, a rough year but at the same time a pretty good year for the space at the same time uh, if you if you ask me a lot of lot of adoption and a lot of cool uh, things being built um, especially towards uh, towards the end here uh, you know Joe there's a lot of things we want to talk to you about uh, today. Obviously, saw the announcement this morning. Uh, shout out to Consensus Mesh. Uh, really, really appreciate what you guys have built, and definitely uh, want to get to that. But first, really want to take pull the curtain back a little bit. I mean, for those who are not familiar, 
I think everybody's pretty familiar at this stage. Uh, if you listen to our show and, and if you're participants within Rug Radio, um, Joe Lubin co-founded Ethereum, uh, founded Consensus and is chairman of, of Consensus Mesh. I mean, Joe, um, let's, um, let's, let's pull it back a bit and let me ask you a question we ask everybody, no matter how big they are, who is Joe Lubin? Who is Joe Lubin? Um, <laughs> uh, I guess professionally, um, I uh, am a computer scientist. I've uh, done work in uh, robotics, machine vision, AI, lots of blockchain work over the last uh, decade. Um, and um, uh, about a year into the Ethereum project, uh, I started a company called Consensus Mesh, and Consensus Mesh has uh, incubated um, some pretty profound projects uh, for our ecosystem and invested in in many. Uh, Consensus Mesh focuses on um, DAOs and NFTs uh, right now. Um, several of the projects that spun out of Mesh include Gnosis and Grid Plus and uh, AirSwap and um, Gitcoin and several projects uh, spun into a company called Consensus Software. Um, uh, so Truffle, MetaMask, and Pura uh, are in that organization. Um, and we build uh, infrastructure for the space and we use the infrastructure that we build. Wow. Uh, that's uh Sounds like, uh, I don't know about you guys, Mando or Seth, but uh, sounds like Joe's been busy over the last uh, seven years. <laughs> yeah, much, much more than us. Much more sure. than us. <laughs> this, is, this is pretty crazy. I kind of want to ask you, like, obviously, you, you've probably talked about this a lot by now, but, like, about some, if you had some of the origin stories of, like, how, you know, you got involved with with uh, Vitalik and everyone early on in 2015 to 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 found Ethereum. Like, when did you get into uh, into crypto? Like, what was your? I kind of like asking people, especially the OGs in the space. Like, what was the aha moment that made you? And when? Like, were you like, okay, like this is it? Like, this is going to change the world? Um, yeah. So early 2011, um, I wow. have been a tech nerd um, forever and. Uh, religiously read uh, Slashdot on our website. Um, there was, I think, one reference to, to Bitcoin uh, that I didn't um, pay attention to, and I saw it again on Slashdot, and I um, downloaded and read the white paper by Satoshi and felt pretty immediately that this was going to change everything. I was... Uh, um, disenchanted with how things were going in the world, uh, economically and politically, and uh, it really resonated with me that uh, that decentralization, uh, building a new kind of database uh, to track everything that humanity does, um, could really be a, a parallel system, a, a new trust foundation for the planet. I thought it would take a very long time to build, um, given the nature of Bitcoin. Um, and when I was fortunate enough to meet Vitalik uh, in I think January 1st, 2014, um, it became clear to me that uh, uh, that he'd come up with a, a system, a platform that would enable avid software developers to, to get busy uh, building the decentralized future. That is really cool. <laughs> that is so cool. So you met Vitalik in 2014, 
And this is where, uh, you know, uh, and the rest is history, right? <laughs> like the, they say. The rest is in the future still. We're, we're just getting started. Yes. I like that. Just getting started uh, is awesome. And so, and so, what was you know when when y'all first when y'all first met with Vitalik and and and, and started Ethereum? I mean, what was what were those first interactions like? Like, what was it like? I don't know. Like, what what was it like? It's just because for us, we're obviously big fans of, of Ethereum. We're all building on the Ethereum blockchain. We're all adding to the centralized network. But what was it like? Like building it like early on? Did you? Did you expect things to go the way they did so fast? Do you think they went as fast as they should have? Not fast. Like, what? What were you expecting in a way? What was it like? Um, I don't go into things with too much expectation. Normally, um, I met Vitalik at a meetup. Uh, was invited. Um, I was aware that he was going to talk about uh, this new thing, uh, Ethereum, that he created. Um, and I had a ton of respect for him from reading his articles in, in Bitcoin magazine. Uh, so, um, I stayed close to the, he, you know, we talked to Vitalik. He sent me the white paper, a, a very early version of it. Um, I stayed close to the project for the next few weeks, uh, via, um, just online, um, mechanisms, um, and, uh, eventually got invited to a uh, house that uh, Anthony Diorio, another co-founder of Ethereum, rented uh, for the North American Bitcoin Conference in Miami. Uh, and Vitalik was, was supposed to present uh, the white paper at that, at that conference, and he did so to a, a massive room, standing room only. Uh, and essentially a bunch of us uh, stayed in the house and, and kind of uh, formed the quote, leadership of the project. Uh, I think the eight founders uh, uh, declared themselves founders, uh, and, uh, and the project took off at that point. Um, people started writing code, um, plans were made to, or plan, plans were scuttled. Uh, so there was supposed to be a token launch the Tuesday after that event, and uh, a couple of us said, hey, wait a sec, this, uh, this could be considered by the SEC to be selling unregistered securities to Americans. We probably should talk to a lawyer. Uh, so we ended up uh, obviously delaying the sale for a long time until we uh, did the requisite legal work. Uh, in the first year, uh, we rented a house in Switzerland, and people were in and out of that, and uh, essentially uh, uh, hundreds of people uh, became volunteers. So it was a kind of excitement about the project. And a year and a half later, uh, version one launched. Wow, that's a uh, that's a pretty in depth story. Uh, forgot to mention that Joe is a fellow Canadian, so you're welcome, world. Uh, Canada once again uh, coming strong here. Amanda's uh, nodding his head. He's like, "Yo, <laughs> Canada once again." You know, you were French. You were French last week. You were French last week. You were Iranian the week before. Like. <laughs> Listen, yesterday on the show, I showed you all my my, 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 my my Canadian passport and my French passport. Uh, you know, proof of passports and, and citizenships over here uh, on Rug Radio. But uh, <laughs> so you walk the world. <laughs> Go ahead, Mando. I wanted to ask. So, um, are you are you just as excited about the stuff you're building now with the consensus as you were back then? I know right there it was like building the building blocks, but now it's more about let's say the applications that you're you're building on top of. And 
maybe maybe that's a two part question. Like, what are you what are you most excited about around building on Ethereum right now? Um, I guess I've been uniformly extremely excited all the way through. Uh, there, there's certainly some tough times, but uh, it's enormously rewarding and. We're constantly solving hard problems, and, uh, from just standing up one client to uh, arranging it so that uh, a decentralized network um, boots up itself, essentially, uh, to providing access uh, via wallets uh, to the complicated problems that, that we're now dealing with now around uh, NEV and block building. Um, uh, censorship issues, etc. Uh, we uh, we will continue to to build um, this world computer, this new trust foundation for the planet. Uh, it has to get better and better. And as you evolve the system, you you often introduce um, vulnerabilities, and additional vulnerable surface area that uh, can either be attacked by Hackers uh, that can break potentially, that uh, uh, that can be exploited uh, by just users um, because uh, maybe it wasn't designed correctly. So um, we work hard on uh, making it better, um, making it uh, um, tamper resistant, censorship resistant, uh, and essentially uh, enable it to. Uh, to get more usable, uh, to uh, empower everybody, and to enable um, the whole planet to uh, to have much greater uh, economic and political agency. We're seeing that with uh, the DAOs, with DeFi. And, yeah, there's some artists uh, able to uh, to apply their trade without relying on intermediaries. It's a, a pretty incredible thing uh, where we've gotten to. When you when you met Vitalik in 2014, you guys, you know, started everything. Obviously, 2015 with the with the launch. Uh, did you expect things to go uh, so big as fast as they did? Um, so, or were you more on the side of thinking crypto would have a little longer, you know, adoption period? Yeah, I'm, I'm generally a, a very optimistic individual. Um, I felt that the ideas were so strong uh, that they were gonna win out in the end. I didn't have a sense of what the timeline could be. Um, I anticipated that uh, there would be uh, entrenched actors um, in the legacy political and economic financial worlds uh, who wouldn't appreciate this as, as much as uh, I and, and people in our ecosystem do. Um, who would prefer to kill it, slow it down, um, maybe slow it down so that they could uh, position themselves uh, for this revolution, essentially. Um, and I felt that uh, when we really did get some traction, um, it would turn into something that might feel like a clash of civilizations. Uh, we're in that moment now, I think, and it's gone mm. it's gone remarkably well and remarkably quickly so far, because uh, the adoption has been, in terms of developers and, and people who care about the technology, the, the adoption's been pretty remarkable. But then, you know, they're powerful ideas and, and so necessary. And so not that surprising. Uh, it will, I, I'm very confident that uh, decentralization, maximal decentralization will win out in the end. And, and it's 
hopefully unstoppable. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, and just uh, decentralization itself is is going to solve all of the problems. Uh, so you just got to keep heads down and keep at it. Um, regulators uh, are trying to do the right thing in many cases, um, but if we properly decentralize, um, then we'll end up doing the right thing. We'll end up doing the thing that regulators want to see anyway, which is empowerment and protection. Yeah. What What do you mean when you say properly decentralized? Um, so, a lot of projects in our ecosystem um, use de- decentralization as a marketing term rather than an organizing principle. And the uh, thing that uh, I think we should be most proud of the Ethereum platform for uh, is uh, assiduous focus on decentralization. A lot of people complain that, uh, that there are elements of uh, some centralization in the Ethereum ecosystem, and that, that's true. Uh, we can't build a perfectly decentralized thing uh, right from the start, uh, but we can progressively decentralize. And what we have to do is identify every dimension that uh, that could be subject to single points of failure or control, um, and decentralize them. We need to. Uh, look at power grids, we need to look at political systems, we need to look at uh, the protocol itself, we need to look at how many teams are building clients or, or um, NED tools and, uh, and make sure that uh, if uh, some elements that might lead to centralization are introduced, uh, they are decentralized away. Uh, so we need to define all those dimensions and we need to figure out how to measure decentralization. That's a, the project that some people are looking at right now. What do you think um, What do you think Ethereum stands at the moment uh, on the spectrum of what the vision that you, you have and have had since the beginning? Um, pretty darn good. Um, <laughs> oh, Big fans here. Big fans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just want to hear it from, from you. <laughs> well, it, it's kind of amazing. Uh, there are hundreds of thousands of validator nodes um, there are many clients and client teams. Um, there's nobody in control of this platform. Um, there's, there aren't uh, 10 people uh, on the planet that you could uh, kidnap and force to do something that could really endanger the network. Um, uh, Bitcoin is... Uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum are, in my opinion at least, easily uh, one and two. I'm not sure which one's more decentralized right now. Um, but the uh, uh, bottom line is that uh, uh, we are um, in need of uh, constant vigilance and constant effort uh, to identify ways to further decentralize um, so the new dimensions or improving the dimensions that are already understood. Yes, definitely. I, I, I like I like the I like the reply. Uh, pretty darn good. <laughs> <laughs> not not perfect. Not perfect. And, but and it, pretty it won't be perfect for good. a very, very long time if ever because there will always be advancements and there will always be adversaries. And so we need to understand the uh, resolve and the resources of our attackers and, uh, and do better. Do you think um, 
So more of a, a broader question, I guess, uh, but still with regards to this conversation we're having here, um, do you um, do you think and find that governments right now are kind of getting in the ways in, of the aims of Ethereum? Or do you think this will just like, you know, because you did say like if we get decentralized enough, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, it'll end up being exactly what they want anyways. Um, so are governments getting in the way? Uh, I think governments are doing what... Uh, what they do, uh, based on their political philosophy. Uh, Chinese Communist Party does what it does. Uh, the U.S. government uh, is many different agencies with many different people, many different agendas. Um, some of them are selfish. Some of them are, are really good actors. Uh, and um, they should keep doing what they're doing. Hopefully they uh, are clearer uh, in terms of... Uh, uh, what they might expect from companies in the United States of America. Uh, but uh, uh, they also actually haven't, until recently, um, harmed innovation very much. Uh, and so um, we, uh, we knew that we would need to engage in a lot of discussion, help a lot of people in, in leadership around the world understand the technology, understand the implications of the technology, and the uh, and that is very much on right now. So uh, thank you to uh, Sam Bankman fried and, and various other actors in our ecosystem for for creating uh, such a spectacle of, of our ecosystem and drawing attention yeah. <laughs> so, so, that, so that we can help the world understand uh, that tech crypto is all about decentralization. It's all about mechanism. It's technology. It doesn't need to be regulated. It shouldn't be regulated. Maybe some use cases of the technology should be regulated. Money crypto, on the other hand, um, essentially tries to, to bring in actors, uh, sometimes naive actors, and and make money uh, from providing access to to the crypto blockchain ecosystem. And uh, uh, money crypto actors absolutely need to be regulated. I, uh, I I like the I like your your takes and your point of view here. I don't know if Mando you had anything to add on that before I move forward here uh, to the to to the other questions that um, we have uh, for Joe. No, I, I wanted to ask more about DAOs. So I think that was kind of where we were heading anyway, right? Like it does, like you said, you, you didn't like the the form of um, I don't know the political systems that that were in place maybe beforehand, and DAOs offer DAOs offer maybe an alternative to the you know corporate corporate Western world that I think um, has like dominated dominated the world over the last like hundred plus years. Um, how, how have you seen the growing pains of DAOs? Like how how do you see them going forward? Um, do you now think as you're as you're thinking about how they can be applied, change at all, and um, how do you think we've made improvements in their operations since since like the early DAOs? So I, I think DAOs are. Are still a pretty big mess. Um, that, that is to be expected uh, with a a powerful new technology in a very complicated domain, essentially governance. Um, and we need to to explore the solution space and, and build things in layers. Um, Treasury management, uh, proposal construction, voting, etc. Um, I, I think uh, in Many cases, uh, things are, are working reasonably well, but uh, that there's still 
they're still pretty unsophisticated systems. And the promise, however, is just so huge. And whether it's the corporate systems or government systems, uh, the world has been uh, very vertical in, in its organizing principles. And essentially, um, you have top-down command and control systems. Uh, you you have capital uh, that you can source. Uh, sometimes you source it broadly uh, from lots of investors or, or political capital from lots of different voters. Um, but then what ends up happening is the governance, the decision-making, uh, is very vertical and narrow. And the benefits uh, from all that capital accrue to a very, a very small number of people, usually. Um, and those are those systems don't serve the people uh, broadly very well. Um, and they're also pretty fragile. Um, if you can add um, what I like to call horizontal organization, Mechanisms to the vertical organization mechanisms, which uh, which work pretty effectively uh, in certain ways, uh, then you you can have a much more robust system. Um, and so those horizontal mechanisms are, are essentially decentralized protocols or DAOs. And DAOs are enabling, and DAOs can enable people to participate more broadly, um, to make proposals, take on roles. Um, get automated payments um, distributed to everybody who, who contributed capital, either monetary capital or, or labor. Um, and uh, we, we have systems now that uh, they can take the input of uh, hundreds of thousands of independent actors and, uh, and make decisions based on that within seconds. So uh, uh, adding that those horizontal mechanisms to the vertical mechanisms will uh, create a uh, um, richer uh, fabric to build our systems. Can, can you just break that down slightly? So, um, horizontal mechanisms on vertical mechanisms. Do you think you should? So we basically have DAOs which do some of the operations, and then um, for the DAOs that do the governance. Or so I'm just uh, I'm speaking a little more generally. Uh, so most of the systems on the planet to this point have been organized using vertical mechanisms, top-down command and control mechanisms. Um, there's a little bit of horizontal organization in there, but uh, nothing compared to what's coming. The horizontal mechanisms are decentralized protocols like Ethereum um, and DAOs, uh, where you, you have lots of independent actors uh, who can participate in real time in governance and can also participate in real time in receiving the uh, the value created. What are some, uh, what, I kind of want to ask you, like, with regards to that, right? Um, what are some of the good examples that you've seen uh, in the space so far? Crypto, NFTs, whatnot, with regards to DAOs and some things that perhaps you think um, you'd like to, to see more of? Um, in terms of mechanisms? I mean, there, yeah, there, yeah, there's some great projects, yeah. Gnosis Dow, Bankless, um, uh, Rod Radio, of course. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take that one. Yeah, cool, That's a great cool, one. Cool projects. Uh, um, is it Zodiac? Uh, with, um, sort of a framework for uh, uh, for operating on, uh, on Gnosis Safe. Um, so the treasury management stuff is really important. Uh, 
Oh, the mechanisms, quadratic, uh, etc. It's a class of different functions that uh, are starting to get a little bit more mature. Uh, and it should be noted that uh, I um, have a very uh, full-time day job, and so I don't actually spend much time in DAOs uh, that I read about it. I'm sure. I mean, you sound pretty busy, uh, given the the history and the and the and the resume. Uh, <laughs> so, so I'm sure it's hard to to keep up here uh, on the um, on the DAO front and what's what's being done. It's just like, well, Mando first of all loves DAOs. That's the other person speaking out of my mic. Uh, and uh, and so we uh, and the way we're we're trying to build, obviously, the, like Rug Radio is a decentralized media DAO, and we're trying to do it not for decentralization or any sort of theatrics, we're actually trying to make it happen. And uh, and obviously we're going through a lot of bumps in the way, uh, ups, downs, and just, you know, we're just trying to make it work. And it's, it's obviously hard, uh, but I genuinely think that there is a future where uh, it, it can work out um, with time. It just, just needs a lot of love yeah. um, there, and work put into it. There are actually some situations that uh, I think could only be done in the DAO context. Um, specifically thinking about something... Yeah, called Village DAO, uh, which um, is put together um, by Consensus Software to essentially uh, provide uh, customer support uh, to the ecosystem. Uh, so, oh. so uh, customer support is is really an ecosystem issue, um, um, especially in the in this decentralized protocol space where lots of things are, are composed with and, and interoperating with other things or are sitting on top of other things. So you don't really know whether an issue um, has arisen because of something in MetaMask or because of something in the DeFi protocol um, or Ethereum even. Uh, so um, enabling uh, people to get paid to learn about in depth about different protocols, different uh, products, and then to provide uh, support to the ecosystem uh, is the goal of Village DAO. Village DAO may come to life um, in uh, Q1 or Q2 of next year. Yeah, that's really cool. I I think I think next year. Do you, you think, um, obviously every, every time we say, oh, this year is the year of the this, the year of the that. I mean, next, last cycle brought us, you know, NFTs and a huge rise in them in terms of adoption, which is still happening. The, the mass adoption of NFTs and blockchain tech is insane with most people not even realizing that they're using it, right? But do you think, um, do, do you think that, you know, this next coming cycle is going to be a cycle heavily focused around DAOs? Uh, yeah. So DAOs are already, uh, a very important part of the infrastructure at this point. They are doing real work. Um, in terms of the next cycle, um, like I think everything has changed. I, I think uh, we may be past the era of irrational exuberance. Um, I would like to um, EFI at least. I think there'll be lots of innovation still, lots of great new projects. I do think the NFT space, because it's uh, really distinct from the crypto space in, in its way, because um, it's, uh, it's the home of a, a lot of artists, not just technologists. Uh, so I think the NFT space is going to continue to see a ton of innovation and excitement. Um, and I think uh, 
this next potential wave uh, will uh, maybe be related to GPT, um, maybe some new innovation. I, I think uh, GPT is going to change the world quite significantly over the next uh, handful of months. Uh, I think a lot of yeah. systems, centralized systems that uh, that rely on human interaction um, are going to be challenged with the, with the flooding of the world uh, with good content and bad content that looks all intelligent. The government systems uh, can be DDoSed now um, and, and other kinds of systems can be overwhelmed. And uh, I've been predicting for a long time that uh, identity and reputation um, are going to be a huge industry and we may be on the precipice of seeing that. It's hard to to create a, a useful identity and reputation system without without a real compelling use case. And even if you only have one compelling use case, it's, uh, it's a bit narrow, so you need a handful of use cases to really create a sort of cloud of attestations and personas that, that form your identity. Um, so maybe with GPT and gaming, such a NFTs, maybe uh, on the precipice of, uh, of seeing that explosion in, in decentralized identity and reputation. So you, you, you talk about um, decentralized identities, you talk about community, you talk about NFTs. Um, I take it that you're a fan of NFTs, Joe? Um, I think it's um, the general concept is, uh, is one of the most powerful concepts in computer science. And, uh, um, the notion of NFT isn't, uh, isn't just wrapping content uh, or art. Um, in a container, uh, it's much more fun than that. So, uh, we're going to see whole businesses, whole DAOs, um, uh, essentially be uh, unique um, digital entities uh, that have the uh, capabilities of uh, being able to carry and work and, and uh, be paid. Uh, so I'm sure there will be uh, uh, some GPTs out there um, who will be instantiated as NFTs. And, well, essentially have some intelligence and uh, an agency, political and economic agency. What about those monkey JPEGs, Joe? <laughs> no, those, those, <laughs> those are pretty cool, too. But those, ah, there you go. But, but My co-hosts are happy now. them with some AI and, and things are going to get really fun. There you go. I, I, you know, Joe, I'm, I'm, I'm protector of my co-host's bags. They have 72 apes. So, um, I'm here always uh, protecting, uh, protecting them, making sure that we make right by the by our monkey JPEGs. I'm, I'm just kidding, but uh, but Vitalik, Matt, go ahead. Vitalik just keeps coming, keeps coming for us every single week. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, that was that was a tough one. But hey, Joe Lubin likes his monkey JPEGs, and he even says with GPT we can do cool stuff with it. You seem to think you you, you seem to be a big fan of of, of the latest uh, with regards to Chat GPT, GPT AI, and whatnot. I mean. I, I, I'm curious to, to, to ask you actually because I was talking to about this on my so my normie chat finally caught on to chat GPT yesterday Joe mm -hmm. and they sent me a message like oh my god you've seen this I'm like oh damn it's been the talk of the town uh, on here on Twitter for a minute now it's like you can't escape it but where do you see the use cases uh, being best with regards to AI crypto NFTs DAOs like do you like I, I'm curious because I'm still trying to wrap my head around it personally but obviously you're smarter uh, by a lot so <laughs> ask you one of those questions 
So um, I, I can talk about implications for our ecosystem for blockchain and crypto. Um, essentially, systems will break um, because of this new form of AI. Um, one obvious system uh, is the education system where you're, you're not going to be able to um, accept I think we lost Joe. Um, oh, you're back. Can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're back. You're back. That's cool. So you're not going to be able to assess students because um, you, you can't really trust that uh, that the work that they submitted was done by them or by an AI. Uh, and so uh, assessment is going to require um, demonstrating. Um, Again. Yeah. Uh, Try again. In order to evaluate a student, the student is going to have to explain her work, essentially. And that, the, the education system is not scaled for that sort of thing. Uh, so I anticipate that uh, there will be a lot of self-study and that the education system is going to start to look more like a guild system uh, where People with expertise um, essentially evaluate uh, people's understanding of, of certain topics and, and award them pieces, uh, uh, verifiable uh, credentials, their certificates uh, for essentially mastering um, certain topics. And so that uh, that's a DAO, uh, that's the IDs, that's. Uh, VCs and their financial credentials and uh, that's right up our alley. I, there's a quote that really stood out in the crowd, obviously. Uh, you just said NFTs are the most powerful technology in computer science. <laughs> Sorry, I was just saying, a, I already saw it twinkle out. A very, well, not the most powerful, but the... One, not one, the one, a yeah, very. Exactly. Yeah. One of, one of the most. <laughs> they're, they're essentially a, a globally unique software object. Uh, that uh, can uh, participate politically and participate economically because of how it works. Uh, yeah, we just saw it politically, uh, Joe. I mean, did you did you see those Trump cards? That was hilarious. Um, I, mean- <laughs> I, I have to say, it, I'm, I'm certainly not even remotely a fan of, of that guy. Neither us, neither but us either. Yeah, so over the top. I just think it was genius. We, we, it was our assessment as well, uh, yeah. Joe. We're not fans, but we did think it was like quite, it was quite great uh, for a moment uh, until, uh, until I guess some people, you know, right? This is not doing so great now, but it was, uh, it was definitely a funny moment. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we'll see how, how it happens. And uh, yeah, the, the company that, ex- that executed that uh, uh, must have just seen it as a parody. Uh, so they made a few million dollars. Trump probably made a couple of million dollars, and, and they were making fun of him. I think he needs it. I mean, I've been reading about those tax returns and reports and whatnot. Uh, you know, might might need a little hand here. But anyways, I, we do have we do have you for 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 just a limited amount of time uh, left here. So I do want to talk about some 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 other stuff with you here, Joe. Um, I'm seeing, obviously, um, hold on, let me catch the tweet back. Okay, so I, it was March 15th um, that you announced uh, you're excited to share the news of uh, our Series D fundraise consensus. 
which was incredible. I mean, it was uh, that was from March 15, 2022. Today, consensus announced the close of a 450 million USD financing round, bringing its valuation to seven billion dollar. Uh, so seven billion dollars, which is incredible. So congratulations, uh, first and foremost, of course, as usual for our success. But uh, which leads me to the next question: is, You know, obviously, you have the mesh uh, consensus mesh, uh, which we've had the chance to to, to work with and, and and obviously collaborate with a little more, and we'll be able to do more work with with them and Mike and the team there. Shout out to everyone; it's been a lot of fun. Uh, but kind of want to talk to you about, um, you know, um, what are some of the things that you guys are investing in? What are you most excited about from the mesh side um, uh, when it comes with regards to investing in, in communities, DAOs, companies in the space? Because um, obviously you you know you've raised a lot of capital for for that, and you've already been involved with a lot of the you know big softwares uh, companies and brands already. Um, so we make uh, uh, strategic investments on the consensus software side, uh, projects that. Uh, um, can either help us uh, build better software or um, that, uh, that make, you know, that can make more effective use of our software. On the mesh side, um, we buy uh, rugs um, to, to decorate uh, our wallets uh, and hopefully our, our walls and floors at some point soon. Um, but as you know, we, uh, we swept or vacuumed uh, some rugs recently. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, I've heard that there are going to be some uh, some physical instantiations of, of those things. <laughs> those things are. Just want to want to uh, congratulate you on one of the tightest, most brilliant uh, realizations of, of an NFT collection. Uh, it's just it's super smart. The, the concept. Thank you. Um, uh, they, they are art. Uh, they are NFTs. Uh, they do naturally uh, belong on walls and, and floors, uh, the, the way uh, uh, certain kinds of artistic rugs do. Uh, so, uh, absolutely genius. Hell yeah! I appreciate that. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> it means a lot. It's funny. I I, I ran into Joe uh, at the NFT Now the Gateway event. He was talking live there. And uh, and uh, first thing Joe asked me was, "When am I getting my physical rugs?" And I felt so bad because <laughs> everyone's been asking me for a year, Joe. Uh, and I'm like, I'll get to, I'll get to it. But it's just like it's you know it's so busy that building the actual thing. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> uh, a, a fine rug is waiting for us. Um, but how, how are you yeah. going to get that done? It seems like a very, um, we're working. Very I mean, I am Persian, so I'm just going to yeah. call my people. Um, just obviously, I can't deal with the run directly. A lot of different issues. Uh, and the OFAC doesn't help. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I like to think that I am uh, uh, quite a large rug dealer now on the mm-hmm. blockchain. Arguably one of the biggest rug dealers on the Ethereum blockchain, right. Joe. Um, you know, we've done about 12,000 ETH in volume uh, over the last 11 months. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but now I'm excited to take on the physical world of rugs, of Persian rugs, as a proud Persian. Uh, you know, you see, man, I'm Persian, I'm Canadian, I'm French, I'm, I'm like a, like a chameleon. Um, <laughs> but definitely need to work on 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 your hallways and and your. So that's my promise to you for 2023. On top of building an incredible DAO, uh, great technology to power the media that we're that we're powering, and then and we will work on incredible um, science pizzeria 
uh, for for everybody uh, that holds yeah, if you need, if you need <laughs> a beta <laughs> tester, uh, I will come by and uh, do, do some. God, uh, I mean, you, you've got a deal. Uh, you've definitely got a got a got a deal here, Joe, and we're gonna make that happen for you. Actually, we have something else for you. I'm about to post it. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but we do have our uh, a PFP collections dropping for Rug Radio Genesis holders. I, I I see that you have 207 rugs now, so you you're probably bound to have 207 PFPs. Uh, <laughs> you have a lot to pick from, but Corey Van Lu is the lead artist uh, behind the whole collection. Um, yeah, well, we made you one, Thank so you. I'm about to That's post amazing. it. And and uh, and pin it at the top, but I definitely want to talk about the mesh real quick and we close out for another ten minutes. I mean, we have Mike Kriak here, uh, managing operating partner at Consensus Mesh, been an incredible strategic advisor to Rug Radio, uh, an incredible friend and mentor. I mean, Mike, good morning. Uh, thank you for everything you've yeah, done Mike. and uh, for bringing Joe to us. Hey, DM, DM, hey Joe. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. Well, you know, it's interesting, right? Like. Hearing, I love just hearing the back and forth in the conversation. Vows are messy. Um, and I think, you know, within the mesh, our remit that, that Joe has uh, laid out here is, is to get messy and to be able to work in those DAOs. It takes a lot of human hours to try to work through that. And, you know, it is about deep participation. And so, you know, utilizing uh, so many great people that are actually on this call on the, from, from the legal, from a, a marketing standpoint, from a portfolio standpoint, to help actually shape the DAO, not just vote, but also like, you know, build together, right? I mean, forming a media company is difficult, but it takes humans to do it. And so, you know, you have to be able to participate and put the hours in to make it happen. And I think that's why we're so stoked about, uh, about this. Yeah. And, and our internal technology, uh, Terminology is get meshy, actually, but it does mean get, get, get messy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I like that. Well, we're about to get quite meshy over here, over here, uh, a rug radio, um, for the, for the, for the next, uh, for this next, um, for this next year. I'm excited. I mean, Joe, I have a question for you. In your eyes, on, on what, what is the, what is the future of decentralized media look like? I, I really want to ask because that's our mission. And of course, we've seen over the last few weeks with criminals such as SBF uh, being in the front lines and the front titles of, of mainstream media. And in my opinion, mainstream media quite failing us in the crypto space. Um, what, what does a proper decentralized media brand and company or ecosystem look like for you? Uh, I love that question. Uh, we, uh, we felt a few years ago that the uh, media was so screwed and dangerous and not serving people well and uh, so centralized, increasingly centralized. Um, and we, we uh, started a project called uh, Civil um, in an attempt to, uh, to create uh, you know, accountability and, and decentralization in the media space. So it, it faced some severe challenges. We're trying to, to um, issue a token and uh, in an abundance of caution, our, our legal team uh, uh, made it virtually impossible to, to get through the gauntlet so to, to buy tokens. There were 37 steps, and I had to learn a huge amount and answer those questions and stuff. Uh, ultimately, that project did not succeed. But what you're doing is brilliant. Uh, what you're doing is the future. Um, essentially, NFT technology, DAO technology uh, enables um, people to uh, interact with one another 
um, unintermediated. So the world, uh, the economy right now, is run by intermediaries. Intermediaries maintain their own databases um, that describe who owns what and who has what rights, and those databases are all vulnerable. Um, they, they can be improperly manipulated, and we see lots of that in the world. Uh, there's a new kind of database now uh, uh, called Ethereum, called Bitcoin. Uh, it's open, it's transparent. Um, anybody can inspect it and see exactly what happened and when it happened, and it's enormously economically difficult to rewrite the history of the system. Um, that's a new trust foundation, and uh, uh, we built DeFi um, to bring democratization to the financial world, and, uh, and now creators uh, like you um, can now interact with their fans without uh, needing to rely on any of those intermediaries. I think uh, your industry or the media industry is going to be populated by so many uh, media organizations, uh, decentralized organizations, and one of the beauties of the technology is that it is uh, granularly forkable. Uh, you can fork uh, running networks, you can fork code, uh, you can fork communities, uh, and so uh, I think we're going to uh, see decentralization in discourse, um, and that's... Uh, um, it's going to be really hard for the regulators and politicians to track. Um, and so we'll probably uh, develop ways to organize that and make sense of it. But uh, uh, what you're doing is a, a major vector uh, for decentralizing the world. Hell yeah. I mean, I appreciate that. Uh, definitely, I wanted to ask you that for sure uh, before uh before, uh, before I did this, because it's, uh, I think it's important. Uh, it's our mission, of course, and we're not trying to be one of those people you mentioned earlier that is just saying it to say it. And decentralized is obviously at the core of everything we're trying to build. And we understand it's progressive, and it'll take time. But definitely want to, um, you know, end up, uh, end up uh, in the in the in the right position. Uh, I guess, um, I guess uh, another question uh, for you is, uh, as we end up here, what are some of the things that you'd like to see more of? in the space? Uh, honest actors. <laughs> <laughs> Banger reply. Okay, you can edit the air. <laughs> well, intellectual honesty, um, uh, creativity, um, exploration. Uh, uh, we're, we're essentially building a, a brand new economy, uh, so we're going to have to replace a lot of things in the legacy economy and come up with uh, fundamentally new things that, uh, that couldn't be built uh, with your technology. Um, uh, we're building it uh, layer by layer, and it's hard to, to predict what, uh, what two or three layers out are going to look like. There's some really, uh, really, um, really good answers, uh, Joe. Uh, question, uh, just quick, small questions now. It's mostly, do you, do you personally like, um, any of your NFTs that you prefer? Do you personally collect any NFTs? I know you're like NFTs, loves who talked about it for a minute, but any of them that you particularly really appreciate? Appreciate. So I, I don't have time to pay attention to collecting. I'm sure. I, I, I do, <laughs> I do get some sense to me. Um, what do I like? Uh, so Beeple's an absolute genius, uh, Squiggles, yeah, Metro, yes. uh, yeah. There, there are lots of great projects out there. Uh, some, the Beeple's are 
old school stuff like uh, punks. Um, there's there's too much uh, creativity out there. There's a lot. Some anybody. No, it's tough. Trust me, I know. Every time I make a list, people are like, why did you I'm like, well, because there's too many good people. I mean, this is part of the network that you and Vitalik and Co. have built, right? It's uh, it's allowed a lot of creativity. And, you know, every day, I think it's fun to be able to wake up and build on a, on a, on a, on a decentralized, you know, uh, network where we can add value to it and it inherently brings value back to us as well, right? So it's, um, it's just been really special. Uh, we do have a question from Ovi, OSF here. Uh, now, Joe, don't take this one wrong. It is a question we ask every single big guest. Ovi, right to you. Yeah, Joe, my question for you is, uh, what type of music do you like to listen to when, you, uh, when you're doing your work? Um, unfortunately, so I used to listen to music a lot when I did work, uh, technical work, coding, stuff like that. Unfortunately, my work now involves uh, speaking words to people uh, and listening to what they're saying. Uh, and so I don't usually uh, blast music <laughs> while I'm doing that. Um, I, I would say my, yeah, I love so much uh, different kind of music, but uh, probably my favorite uh, uh, music act right now is Porter Robinson. Ooh, Porter Robinson. That, that's pretty solid. It's, uh, it's pretty solid. There you go, Ovi. Too busy talking to people to listen to music. That That's a bar. That's a bar. Not going to lie. Joe, did you see <laughs> Did you see we pinned at the top and we tweeted out your, your honorary, um, the honorary, uh, you know, Joe Lubin seen by, by Corey Van Lu, uh, with the I love that it's got the Mesh logo uh, on it. I, the, I haven't seen it. I'm not up by my laptop right now. I'm walking around on my phone. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I will check it out. We'll send you a link. We'll have John and everyone uh, send you a link. Uh, but listen, this is, I think, I think we've kind of like got it all. It was, it was a fun That's hour. Um, that, that, that's all she wrote. Uh, maybe just one last thing to ask you, um, which is uh, a conversation I've had with Michael Lott in the background. Uh, and, and I wrote a thread with regards to that and being a founder in the space um, yesterday, actually, I pinned on my profile. But any any words of advice or wisdom that you would have for 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 other people uh, um, that are trying to you know build brands, companies, ecosystems in space? You know what you know where where do you find your source of strength and patience as a as a founder uh, in this space? Um, so do something you love, do something that you think is important. Uh, we're very fortunate uh, to be uh, the eye of the hurricane of uh, a paradigm shift that uh, we and our ecosystem are driving. Uh, it's going to change uh, life on planet Earth. Um, so that's that's worth waking up for. Um, patience, I guess, uh, um, don't have too strong expectations. Uh, don't be too strong in your convictions. Um, be an agile thinker. Um, Enable or try to work in a way that uh, makes everybody better around you. Uh, if you can get your team to all act that way, then uh, a lot of positive feedback loops. Hell yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. That was just an important question I realized and I asked that I really wanted to, to get through. Well, Joe, thank you so much uh, for giving us an hour of your great. time uh, today. You. It's an honor. 
Um, and, and thank you for supporting Rug Radio, and we're excited to, uh, to build the future of decentralized media with, uh, with the mesh. Awesome. Uh, thank you for coming. It'd be great to continue to work with you. Oh, hell yeah. I, I, I'm sure it's the first of many conversations. Mike, thanks to you, man. Appreciate you, Diana, Sean, your whole team. I mean, Joe, you've got, you've got hell of a team. Um, Hell of a team, yeah, I gotta say. That, uh, that, on that, the mess that's, side, that's another uh, another point for founders. Um, uh, add the most uh, incredibly talented, uh, passionate, and philosophical around people um, to your team. Um, we are enormously fortunate to have Michael Yeah, it's been uh, it's been definitely the most important part for me personally, uh, surrounded by the right uh, winners. Uh, that's for sure. And, uh, and Mike, definitely one of them. So thank you so much, Mike, uh, for everything you've done uh, for Rug Radio. On behalf of all of Rug Radio, <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody feels that way. And I'm glad we made this today happen. So anyways, 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 that wraps up another incredible show of GM Web 3 on Rug Radio. Big shout out to my co-host, as usual, Osef Bimendo. Big thank you to our special guest of the day, Joe Lubin, uh, co-founder of Ethereum, founder of Consensus, and chairman of Consensus Mesh. It has been freaking incredible interview. Thank you to our friends who came up. And Golden, as usual, Golden's going to write a thread about this entire space and we'll upload on our video account in a couple of minutes and then we're going to upload a bunch of clips. I think, Golden, you've got a lot of clips from today. So we're going to upload some fun videos and clips from, from Joe's interview today on the show and we're going to upload it across all platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple, so you can just find it. I had to remove my link tree from my bio but you can find it if you put Rug Radio uh, on, on, on any of these streaming device platforms and YouTube and whatnot. Now the video so if you're watching, you've been watching us on video live at the same time, uh, shout out to you guys. It's pretty fun. It allows us to do some fun clips. And with that, with that, with that, we'll see y'all tomorrow morning, same time, same place. We have Tim Ferriss coming on the show. So it's going to be another banger of a show. Um, and uh, and that, 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 that's all she wrote. That wraps another great episode of Jam with you. We'll see y'all tomorrow morning. 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of GM Web 3 on Rock Radio. Let's go. And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day. Good morning to Web 3 with Morocco, Seth, and Mando. Tune live at 10.30. And it's all on the road radio. Road radio. Have a beautiful day. GMGM. Road radio.